ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes, two unlikely ingredients. There's a thing about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 1,200 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Hewitt Mills.
for testimonies. Amen. How many of us are becoming wiser through the testimonies? Only five people are becoming wiser. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning we have powerful testimonies. Please help me welcome Gomez to share his testimony with us. Please put your hands together as we welcome Gomez. Hallelujah. My my name is Gomez Clement Laheno, and um, today I want to give a testimony to give glory to God for blessing me with a tablet. Yes, last week Daddy prophesied seven tablets into the air, and he said that uh, we should all receive seven tablets. By the grace of God, I jumped and I received one during the week, and it is right here. Yes. And then also, um, I want to thank Daddy so much for teaching me how to serve God, because when I finish school, a lot of my friends are running around looking for jobs with their CVs, going for interviews and all of that. But by the grace of God, I didn't look for a job. It looks like the job rather looked for me. Yes. I found a job without sweating for it. I didn't go and present my CV or anything, go for any interview. I just had a job. And I believe that it is because I'm playing instrument, being a bus captain, serving God. That is what has helped me to get the job. God has used this job to provide for me nicely, and I thank him so much for it. Yeah. And I also want to use this opportunity to thank Daddy so much for the honor of becoming a pastor. Yeah. I want to thank Daddy so much for the powerful word that he's always preaching. It's this 
powerful word that has transformed a chief sinner and a bad boy like me into an awful. And I thank Daddy so much. I want to thank everybody very much. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. We have another testimony. Help me welcome Richard to share his testimony with us. Oh, today we, we don't look like we are in a live church. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Um, I'm Richard Ziga from UPS and also a dancing star. Um, my testimony is about how um, I received salvation through um, um, carnival at um, prestigious store. And also how I became a strong Christian by joining Dancing Star. Amen. Um, I've been a bad boy for a long time. Um, I've been doing bad things. Um, I was involved in fraud, um, deceiving people on the internet. We go to the internet, portray ourselves as ladies and... Um, we deceive people for more money. It's like, it's meaning like, that's our job. That's what we do. It's like, it's a game. And we, we, like, we connect ourselves to do those things. And that was what I was, I was into. And um, one day, I was passing by prestigious store, just opposite UPS um, school. And I was passing by, and I heard someone preaching with a crowd. And I said, okay, let me approach and see what is going on. When I went, I saw daddy preaching. And I said, okay, let me be there. So I was there, I was listening to it. I can't really um, tell the message, but uh, finally I, had my, I saw myself in front, giving my life to Christ. And it didn't end there. Um, as time went on, I was encouraged to join a dancing star because I love dancing. And I love to dance too. So I was in the dancing star, going for rehearsal. Sometimes I, go, I can go for rehearsal. We do the dancing like. They say that Charlie is screaming. So when they do that screaming, Charlie, you see where the heart will beat him. It's like, Charlie, will I be out? So, so like, I just, I just followed and by the grace of God, I've been in church, I've been a community Christian. And I want to thank Daddy so much for the carnival and for bringing ministry like Dancing Star. And I've been blessed by it. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Put your hands together. Today, I can't feel that we are in the first lap church. Put your hands together. People are being saved through the carnival, through the crusades. We have another testimony. Please help me welcome Elom to share his testimony with us. Why don't you encourage him as he comes on stage? My name is Elom Afeji from Penn City, Ligon, and I'm a film star. My, my testimony is about the financial breakthrough I received. Concerning the Galatian sisters, before the announcements were made, uh, my pastor was preaching and she said that if you are supposed to honor a man of God and you want to be too logical and you do calculations in your mind, there's no way you are going to give. And already my mind had calculated what I had <laughs> and was thinking about how long I'll be able to survive on campus. But I decided to register for the camp and give the rest I had on me to honor a man of God. So when I came for service and daddy was preaching, he was talking about you and your prophet. And he was saying, your prophet can bring you in and can bring you out. So all I was thinking about is that he can bring me into riches and bring me out of poverty. So that was, that was the belief I had. So when I gave all the money and we went for the camp, actually I had nothing on me when we went for the camp. But you know, by God's grace, I survived. Because we have, we have a church that people support. 
others. So my roommates bought biscuits and others, and we survived on it. So when we returned from the camp, that was where the problem was. I was thinking that, hey, what am I going to eat? So one a Monday morning, I had a 9.30 lecture. And I was like, oh, this one day I can't eat. You have nothing. What are you going to eat? So I'm going for the lecture. So when the lecture was going on, I just started receiving messages. I first received the message from my uncle, who I have not heard from for a long time. And he sent me money. And the money he sent me was even more than the pocket money I receive every time. So I came back from the, the lecture, and my brother also sent me money, and another person sent me money again. Hey, so I was like, hey, what is happening to me today? And by the time I calculated the money, it was nine times of what I gave for, for the Galatian sisters. So I want to thank Daddy so much for encouraging us to honor a man of God. And, and, the, and the wisdom that he, he taught us in the house that we should be tight spares. So immediately I received it. I just separated the tithe because I didn't want any problem with God. It's me, I believe that tithe is your call back to God to tell him you've received the money. So when it came, I just separated it. So I want to thank Daddy so much for what he has done for us. So I'm encouraging you to also honor man of God in our house. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you give the Lord a shout for a powerful testimony. We have our final testimony. Help me welcome Pistis to share his testimony with us. Hallelujah. Um, please, I'm Pistis Kwame Benjo from Grand Telecom. And I'm from Worship Star. Um, my testimony is about how God delivered me from pornography and masturbation, as well as fornication. Um, for a long, I've been a Christian for a, long, for a long time. I wasn't born in a Christian home, but uh, I really wasn't living right. I was living a double life. And even um, before I joined First Love, I used to be a prison worship leader where I was. And um, sometimes, even before leading prison worship, I could watch pornography and masturbate the night before. And I really wasn't feeling good about it. And um, the way I was raised up in home, my, my life was always church house, church house. But... Um, um, when I went to SHS, I mean, that changed. Sometimes, when my friends were going for a party or a nightclub or something, I, I had to tell my parents that, oh, I'm going for all night. And then I would rather go to a nightclub and then party all night long. And, but when I joined First Love three years ago, all that changed. And when I came in, Daddy was always talking about pornography, masturbation, and fornication. I mean, the way he talked about it, it was very hard hitting. It was like entering and like, somehow I wanted to stop. And... Um, I once read a book um, all about fornication, where they was talking about the dangers, the physical um, ways of stopping fornication. I mean, it really answered me. And it wasn't easy. But one time I was in, I realized that um, it's been three months since I, I last watched pornography. And as it went on, I realized that it, it had been five months. Later, now it's, it's, it's been more than a year now. And I can say that it's been, it's been long. Like, I don't, it's very long. And I want to tell Daddy, I want to thank Daddy for the message, the hard-hitting message that's always entering our hearts. I really want to thank him. Say a very big thank you. I mean, I never thought I would get this far. I mean, I don't know where I would be by now if um, Daddy hadn't been preaching these messages. I thank you very much, Daddy. Mm, thank you very much. Wow, give the Lord a shout for a powerful testimony. How many of you are blessed by the testimony? How many of you are becoming wiser? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for my favorite part of the service. And if you're excited, why don't you rise to your feet and let's welcome our father, Bishop Dagwood Mills. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a blessing. 
Hello, all right, great. Ha, microphone failure. <laughs> Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy, holy name. Bless the Lord. Oh, the sad of the Lord. 
Everybody lift your hand and ask God to speak to you this morning. Forget about something around you and just speak to the Lord in a moment. Forget about anything happening and just ask the Lord to speak to your heart. Minister to you today. Father, thank you for your power. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you that today is an encounter. An encounter that will change our lives forever. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone shouted amen. You may be seated. What a blessing to be here this morning. Today marks the beginning of our national visitation week. Amen. So, all of us who are servants of the Lord, how many servants of the Lord do I have around? We are all going to be involved in visiting the lost and people who are not here. If everybody who was here is supposed to come, will come, we cannot use this building anymore. And you have to declare me unwise for building such a small building. Is that not so? And that's the declaration I'm waiting for. Amen. So, today marks the beginning of our national visitation week, which means we are visiting. As soon as we close, I'm, I'm heading straight. I have my list. I'm going straight to Kolebu to look for some people. Yes. As soon as we close. So everybody who is a servant of the Lord, and I know a lot of us here are, we are all we are visiting and following people till one week is over, and I'm sure by one week we will not have finished. Anyone who has backslidden will return this week. In Jesus' name. Because you see, it's not easy sometimes to dry out certain sins. Sometimes when you are serving the Lord, it takes time for people to separate from Satan. And whatever Satan has entangled you in. So they need, people need to know that God likes God likes you. You know, one of the things I've decided is that no matter whatever happens in my life, I have to come to God. This type of Judas behavior, when you've made a mistake, then you leave. You just say, I don't want to see anybody again. That's Judas. But Peter came back to preach. So everybody may betray Christ, but you must know that Charlie, I can't go. I don't know where to go. Bottom line, and I'm coming back. How many are going to join the coming back? Yes. So today marks that wonderful season in our lives. Now today's message is pivotal in your life. It's going to affect um, your future. And I want you to listen carefully. Amen. 
So if you want to give it a title, because now some of the titles are longer. Like it's like an essay topic. Alright. So if you want a title, I'm going to give you the title. And it's that, it is a great thing to serve the Lord because that is the vision that creates prosperity. It is a great thing to serve the Lord because that is the vision that creates prosperity. And I know few people who don't want to prosper. But I don't know anyone. It is a great thing to serve the Lord because that is the vision that creates prosperity. Amen. And everyone turn with me to Proverbs 29 and verse 18. Proverbs 29 and verse 18. Proverbs 29 and verse 18. Can you hear the plane? You'll soon be flying. Wow. Proverbs 29. King James Bible. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. NIV. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. Restraint is what holds you in check and prevents you from destroying yourself. Where there is no vision. You know, many of us were without controls. When you found Christ and you have something to look up to, you became restrained. You restrained your sexuality. You restrained your alcohol intake. You restrained your drug intake. You restrained your disobedience, your stupidity. What do you think? All right. Amplified Bible. Where there is no vision, into brackets, no revelation of God and His Word, the people are unrestrained. Bible in basic English, another version, BBE. Where there is no vision, the people are uncontrolled. Unwhat? Controlled. If you are a beautiful girl and you are uncontrolled and just using your beauty 
Alright? Uncontrolled. Uncontrolled beauty. Taking a taxi. Standing by the roadside. Waiting for a BMW to stop. Uncontrolled. Your life is going to be spoiled. So where there is no vision, the people are uncontrolled. Message Bible. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. When you can't see what God is doing, you stumble all over yourselves. Amen. What other version do you want? New King James Version. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. So a vision is a revelation of what you must do with your life. Now, where there is no vision, the people perish. That is a very amazing scripture which an idiot will not really understand. Tell your, ask your neighbor in French, are you an idiot? Ask him in French. Is it Bouzette? Bouzette? Le idiot. Did you ask him in, in French? What did he say? No. N'est pas possible. Paragraphe de Dieu. Okay. Hey. People are using the Wasi French. <laughs> now, we all need a vision for our lives. Okay? If you don't have a vision for your life, you cast off restraints and you perish. Perish means to be destroyed in English. It means to be destroyed and spoiled. Perishable. Perishable goods. Goods that can get spoiled. If you are carrying tomatoes, you say they are perishable. So it means they can get spoiled. So your life gets spoiled. Like our tomatoes would get spoiled. Or what else? Fish. Is fish perishable? Very perishable. Milk, perishable. So it means your life is going to spoil and start smelling. Without a vision. You see, which is also not so easy to understand. Especially if you are an idiot. That's why I ask you to ask your neighbor in French. So that he will say you are insulting him. Speak in French and say, are you an idiot? Now, an idiot cannot relate how this connects to this. He can't see that this is related to this. Do you see? Yes. I wanted to tell you something, but I won't say it. No, you know how people... 
how is this related to this? How does this become this? This becomes this, this becomes this, this becomes this, becomes this becomes this. It's the cause of this. Do you see? So, when you don't know the cause of things, you blame it on wrong. Like in Ghana, you know, maybe you, some of you don't know, but earlier on, when you listen to the news, they, were, they always used to blame colonialism. Our colonial masters, unfair trade practices, colonization, neo-colonization. These are words we used to hear on TV all the time. Always blame the white man. Now you don't hear that much because we, we, we can't be tracing it. We can see ourselves a bit of what is. Isn't it? So, God is now calling on your highest level of intelligence this morning. So that you can connect something with something. That's all. If you can connect the two, you are done. If only you can connect the connection between your vision and the rest of your life. Your marriage, your getting a beloved, prospering financially. I'm talking about financial prosperity. Ability to build a house. When you build your house and you move in, you have entered stage stage one. Till then, it's not yet there. You are not yet there. All right. No, I I, I told you last time the three ways you know you prosper. One is. What have your house? You you don't owe anyone. And number three, what you can give. These are the three ways you know whether you've prospered. You can give. Can you give me a thousand? Can you give me a hundred? It shows the level you are in. I used to buy Kelewele at the places where the lady doesn't count it because that was my level. But I've moved on now. Yes, I've moved on. And now I, I, I don't know those who count and those who don't. I, I'm above that. You'll be above that too. So God wants you to have a connection in your thinking box. Between your marriage and your vision. Today, today's vision. Yeah, people don't know that your vision for life is connected to your marriage. Even the politicians, many of them marry because when you are going to stand for election, you need to display a first lady. So they, they, they get somebody to be around. Yes. Once I was in a certain country and I was, spoke, I was speaking to a, a first lady, I mean somebody was, she told me, and I realized when she described it that it was an arrangement that was made so that the election could go on properly. But the real People that he wants to be with are also there. Do you see? Are you still around? There is a connection between the car you will drive and your vision. The Bible says, without a vision, my people perish or their life is spoiled. When they would have been driving a car, they will be walking. When they would have been driving a new car, they will be driving a Chenchema car. Do you know Chenchema? It means old car. 
Chenchema. There is a connection between your vision in this life and how your life becomes. So as a young person who has come to the First Love Church, I'm here to give you the right vision. Which is connected directly to your prosperity, your getting a beloved no matter how pretty you are or how not pretty you are. Because I've told you that secret before. Don't tell. I'm just telling the people on this side that it's not the prettiest girl who gets married. Have I told you before? Don't tell this group. (laughs) It's not. It's not. Something else Makes people choose you. Something else makes people prosper. And the Bible is saying, without a vision, my people perish. So I want to show you a vision that will make you prosper financially. Make you prosper maritally. Make you prosper in business, if you do business. Whatever you do. If you do ministry, you do ministry. Whatever you do, this vision is the vision. Now, what is the vision? I don't want to make it mystical. The vision is a vision of serving God. That's why I gave you the introduction It is a great thing. What did you write? It is a great thing to serve the Lord. That is the vision that creates prosperity. It's not the vision that creates ministry. I don't mean ministry. Today, if you, those of you who may not, whatever, you know, this is not, I'm not talking about ministry. I'm talking about life's prosperity. Life's well-being, doing well in this world. And I know you are, you are going to be great stars. Already, already it has started to happen. It has started to happen. I had some testimonies during the week. And I was amazed. You know, a lot of prosperity has come into the First Love Church. Through children honoring their parents. You've seen that. Yeah. No, because one of the main ways, there are some people, they've not worked at all, but they are richer than you will ever be. They have just been born, that they are rich. One of the main ways that people prosper is inheritance. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) if your father has a mind towards you that is negative. You'll be surprised that where you would have started life at the top of a three-story building, you start life underground. So today's message is 
very connected to always the message is connected, but this one is connected to your life's happenings. Yes. And I want you to have a good vision. Whenever, you see, you know, many years ago, I heard Yongicho preaching. And he used to say this statement. He used to say, your vision makes you. You don't make your vision. But I didn't understand. What do you mean by your vision makes you? And he kept on explaining that it is the vision you have that makes you become something. So if you take somebody like Bill Clinton, President Clinton, because he wanted to be a president of America. He had that mind. He went to Oxford University in England. Because there, you have to go to certain universities and do certain things to be president. Do you see? Yes. He had that vision. Hitler, Adolf Hitler. He had the vision to be the leader of Germany when he was nobody. Yes. It was just a, it was actually an Austrian, fought in the war, and was wounded and blinded by some, uh, what do you call, mustard gas attack on his eyes. And when he was in the hospital, he heard the news that Germany has surrendered, even though, even though the enemy had not even entered Germany. They had, Germany had invaded some other people, but they are Leaders, you know, just, um, they just resigned. They, uh, what do you call it? Surrendered. They just said, it's okay, we've lost. And he was very bored about that. And when he came out, he had no job. And the whole country was confused. But what happened was that somebody came to employ him as a spy. That people are having political rallies. So they want to employ him as a spy to go and spy on what they are saying. And when he went to spy on what they were saying, he was listening to one party, the Nazis, National Socialist Party. And he was very interested in what they were saying. So he started to even join them. He that came as a spy. There are people who join the First Last Church as spies and then they join. <laughs> yes. So as he, after he joined, after he joined as a spy, then he joined and then he was, um, started to speak. And when he spoke, the people said, wow, this man is saying something interesting. And then, he decided to organize a coup d'etat in Germany. And when he organized a coup d'etat, it, did, it failed. And he was arrested and put in prison on trial. During the trial, he spoke during the trial. Everybody heard. It was even reported in England. They said, this is a man we may hear of again. No, and nobody. Yeah. And he was sentenced to five years in prison. And he, and he said at the trial, he said, and he said in prison, I will be the leader of Germany. And he came out of prison only after nine months. Saying that I will be the leader of Germany. <laughs> Amazing. Some people believe that when he was in hospital, some a psychologist came to him and told him something. You know. So, uh, vision 
drives you. And you see, initially he was using violence. And he realized that people did not accept the violence. So he decided to change his appearance. So your vision makes you, let's say you want to be a pastor of a big church, it makes you attracted to pastors who have churches. Then it makes you attend certain conferences. It makes you sow a seed in somebody's life. It makes you do certain things because of your vision. You read certain books. You do certain things. So your vision makes you do certain things. So his vision to become the leader of Germany, he decided then to change from a hooligan. Why well, he wasn't, no, he doesn't have any rank at all. And he started, he started to, somebody came to teach him how to speak and how to stand and speak. He had different poses. You see the pictures. He was practicing. So your vision makes you whatever you may become. That's what I'm trying to explain. That today's message is about it's about your life becoming the great life that God has ordained for you. You are ordained to be a very great person. Oh, only 17 people believe. Because why do I say that? Because the Bible says a city set on a hill cannot be hit, and that is you. Jesus was Jesus was talking about a city. Set on a hill. That's you. It means you are outstanding. It means people notice you. It means people talk about you. Instead of you always talking about somebody, people will talk about you. Amen. Instead of you watching people's weddings and commenting about the bride's dress, you are the bride that they will be commenting about. Do you believe it? And do not think to yourself ever that it depends on how pretty you are or how whatever you are. You know, like I gave you the example of Hitler. He had no education, no job. (laughs) No job, no school. He didn't go to school. But he had a vision. Yeah. Our own president, Rawlings, also. Most of our great people, you know, the vision. When he was put in prison, Burma camp, and they put him on trial, he spoke. He said, these people have not done anything. I'm the one. Release them. All of the people that were lined up with him, release them. They have not done anything. I am the one. He said, I don't know about economics, but I know what it is to... Sleep on an empty stomach. That's what I understand. And he started to speak, and other soldiers listened. Wow, this man is saying something. <laughs> Vision. Drive. To take over the nation. Hey. So, you need to have a vision. And I want to give you a good vision. And a good vision is a vision to serve the Lord. Whether you are doing business or politics, how many politicians can you look at and say serve God? Very few. I don't know any of them in Ghana who can say this one is, a, is God's servant in politics. Or this one is God's servant in business. I, I, I can't, I, I don't, hardly you see any, hardly. Hardly. No, I mean, how many businessmen can you say, you see this businessman, he's God's servant. 
He's a servant of business. When you see the politicians, you see that they are servants of their party line. So even when you talk to them, I've talked to several politicians privately, and they will tell you privately that this thing is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But when we go in public, we have to say that it's right. One time I met one of the people that you see on TV often. And I told him, because many years ago he, he attended our church a little. I told him, just don't sacrifice God and everything about Christianity just for whatever your party is. I won't mention his, his, his party, but it starts with an N. Is that enough clue? It starts with N. It narrows it down nicely. Those at the back, are you hearing me? Fire away over there. Very good. Listen carefully. I'm not preaching for long, but I'll preach long enough. Amen. People are not doing well. People don't do well because they don't have a great vision for their lives. So God is saying, where there is no vision, the people perish or they become perishable commodities. And they get spoiled, like fish getting spoiled, tomatoes getting spoiled. Okay, but God doesn't want you to get spoiled. So he wants you to have a good vision so that you don't get spoiled. People who serve the Lord, you can watch them on television. You know, recently somebody was telling me, this man, who, who recently stood and insulted pastors and a pastor, is was the top prayer, was the, one of the top leaders of the prayer warriors on campus when he was on campus. Yes. So, perishable. You perish and get destroyed or you have no restraints. When you don't have a vision, and I'm telling you the vision, it's not a vision to build a, a party which will turn into nothing tomorrow. But a vision to serve the creator of the heaven and earth. And I want to tell you, one of the reasons why I know God is God is, if you read Genesis 1.1, it says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And then the next verse says that, the earth was without form and void, empty. This is the characteristic of all the planets. They are all void. They are all empty. You travel everywhere. There is nobody anywhere. No animal, no life, no water. It's all void. That is how the earth was. Then God said, <laughs> let me make it. You go to Mars, temperature... 280 degrees Celsius. It's quite high. You know, you think of 100 is when you are boiling. And 280 is very hot. You know? Yes, and drops to minus 200. Even the moon goes to 180. And below, when, it, when, they are, when it's on the other side and the sun is not shining. Like yesterday, the, the sun was shining on the moon. That's why it's a lot of moonlight. Because where, where the moon is, the sun is directly 
shining on the, on the moon. And the moon is reflecting the light to us. That's why there's a lot of moonlight now. It's empty. Yesterday I looked at the moon. I was looking at the shadows. There are mountains and holes and valleys, plateaus. It's, there's nobody there. They went to Venus. They were every, all these. They have sex. These people. They can't find God. And they can't find anybody. Yeah. So I know that God is alive. When I, when I speak, this is what I speak to God, I'll be, I'll be telling him. I, yesterday I was telling the Lord that, you know, if it was me, I would have advised him to send Jesus to die for us. Because we are very wicked. Yes. So tell him, I, I feel that, I, but thankfully I was not there to advise him. But I was telling you that now that he has sent Jesus, and Jesus has died for us, he should please use us to tell others about Jesus. Otherwise, it becomes a waste. It becomes a waste. Yeah, it's a waste. So he should use us. Now, God is looking for people he can point to and say, this man is my servant. Whether he is a president, a king, or whether he is a businessman, or whether he is a minister of the gospel, or whatever he thinks that he is doing. And last week I showed you, you do not have to be a priest to be a servant of God. Now today I'm showing you that you can have a vision for your life, and the vision for your life will determine everything else. And that vision should be that I want to be a servant. I am, not that I want, I am a servant of God. As a businessman, as a president, as a politician. It determines the outcome of your life. So let me show you the visions that people have had. And what has happened to them. Because of the visions they've had. Number one. Person number one. What, what, what is the vision of a servant? A servant's vision is to serve the interests of his boss. When you are a servant, you serve the interests of his bo- your boss. So when we are God's servant... We are serving the interests of God. Not our own interests or our business's interests. 1 Kings chapter 3. The vision of King Solomon. A king, a head of state. 1 Kings 3 verse 5. 1 Kings 3 verse 5. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and God said, Ask what I shall give you. Ask anything. Ask it. I'll give you now. Hmm. Hey, if God was to ask us, someone said, green card, Jesus, American passport. Now, I receive it. Million dollars. True or not true? And Solomon said, thou was so mercy to thy servant David, my father. Great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness. And thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne. Verse 7. Now, Lord, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. 
and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or to come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people which thou hast chosen. A great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may descend between good and bad. For who is able to judge this so great a people? Huh? Now I want you to see the vision and then the effect of the vision. The effect of the vision is in verse 10. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. You see, what you ask, God hears and he sees what you are asking. God is impressed with your vision. Your vision is first of all being monitored by God. The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked such a thing. And God said to him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself, long life, see, you could have had a vision for long life, neither hast thou asked riches for thyself. You could have had a vision for riches. You didn't ask all these. Neither hast thou asked the life of thy enemies. You could have had a vision to eliminate. When you read Adolf Hitler's uh, manifesto, you know, he wrote his book, a book called Mein Kampf, which means uh, my struggle in English. When you read it, I've not read it, but when you read it, it says, you see the hatred. Most of the things he wrote have eradication, like eradicate people. Elimination. Eradication. Violence. Deleting. Erase the Jews. He said they are, the Jews are the embodiment of all evil on earth. They belong everywhere and they belong nowhere. Because of the problems in the world. And he wanted to eradicate communists, Jews, mentally deficient people, anybody with a problem. Clean up. And God is commanding Solomon, you could have had that vision to ask for the life of thine enemies. But you have asked for yourself understanding to discern judgments. Behold, I have done according to thy words. And lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. <laughs> and I have also given thou that thou hast not asked. What you didn't ask for. You see, what, what is not your vision? So that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. Now, rather because you, you rather asked for this, I am going to give you what you didn't aim for. And there will be nobody like you. And if I will walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments, as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. Amen. Right there, we have the best example. As for this one, you don't even need the interpretation. It's so clear. What could have been the vision? I want this, I want this. No. I want to do, look after your people. This afternoon marks the beginning of National Visitation Week. 
You ask yourself, what do I get by serving God? What do I get by having all these children in my church? Huh? Preaching to people who don't have cars. Who don't have money to buy even anything that they need. Huh? But I love it. Yeah. Forget about a pastor. Let's think about your marriage. A good vision which will create marriage is a vision to serve God, young lady. Because there are more girls than boys. You know that. There's not enough beloveds to go around. But in your case, there will be more than two. More people will be proposing to you. Your amen is very weak, so it's past. Some of the people are there outside there are just taking your things. A vision that will establish you in marriage is to be a servant of God. I'm telling you. Not rather to end. I want a very handsome man. He must be like this. He must be like this. It's a bad vision. It's not a good vision. It's not a good vision. Tall, dark and handsome. Dark and lovely. Bold and beautiful. No. I'm telling you the vision. Okay. Certain people are going to propose to you based on your vision. But you see people say, you're going to be a missionary. Oh no. I don't like such a whatever. (laughs) Let's talk about business. A good vision for you as a businessman, you are starting out in your business as a young man. I'm showing you a good vision for your life. Is to be, have a vision to be a servant of God. Like, what does God want? Not how I want to be rich. This is a king, a head of state. It's just like President Rollins, President Kufour, President Mills, President Mahama, all the presidents you know, saying that my, 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 my vision is to serve God. And God's people, I want to look after God. It's like saying, I want, where is the church? As I'm now the head of state, I want to help the church. How many presidents can you point to and say, this man came to say that I am the servant of God? People who belong to other religions, you see, they, they, they take it upon themselves as a servant of their God. That's why you have Turkey and other nations building their temples officially, with official money and official strength. You can see monuments all over the country built officially with official money. <laughs> eh? It's like they are, they are servants of their and they even build temples in their houses. Convert their houses and homes. How many business, businessmen in Ghana who call themselves Christians, how many can you say this man is a servant of God? 
Even most pastors will tell you that those who have money don't give much. I live to serve God. It's not so common. It's not so common. Is it? Where is it? I've been a pastor for for years. I've not yet found anybody that I can point and say that this man, this one is the servant of God. He's a businessman, the servant of God. When you look close, you say they are more serving their own interests. When, if I'm a servant of God and I meet another servant, I'll, I'll immediately connect with I know this man is, is God's servant. And you see pastors pleading with businessmen. Can you do this to help? Can you help in this way? Oh, we need help. Oh. Oh, is there anything you can do? The factory, you say you are making matches. We really need matches. If we can get some four boxes or two cartons. Something for the boys. Do you have water? Here you are. Do you, you are into water? Few business come and say that my business is for this. Rather, they come and line up outside the church to say that I will reap from the church. I will eat from the church. That's why people are not becoming rich. Yeah. You see, look. The, the, the real source of riches is the blessing of the Lord. See, the Bible says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. If God doesn't bless you, you can't be rich. You can't even live to eat the riches. The real source of riches is the blessing of the Lord. The Bible says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. So I'm calling on all of those, because if you are a young person, it means you may be starting business. Decide. That, that makes you clever in business. You don't know. God will touch you. God will touch you and show you ways. You will not even be praying about it. God will show you ways. How your business will work better. Because you are his servant. Because your vision is to be his servant. Pure. Even though you are a businessman. I didn't say that as a businessman, you are leaving the business to come and do ministry. But as a businessman, your vision is to be a servant of God in that position. That's when God will now touch you and bless you. Because the real source, that was it, and God blessed Abraham. Come and see what happened to Abraham. God blessed Abraham. Blessed God and the Lord blessed Jacob. You know what we are watching today? All these people are Jews. Facebook, this, 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 internet, all, all they are all Jews. Blessed. Keep working hard, you see. Now let's take another politician. King David. Psalm 132, verse 1. This is a king who is writing a song. Lord, remember David and all his afflictions. Hey! And how he swear unto the Lord. Look, oh, we are all Christians reading Psalms. This time we are reading Psalm 132 together. What does he say? How he swear unto the Lord and vowed to the mighty God of Jacob. He said, remember David, because this is what he as a politician, head of state, president, leader of 
the Judah, tribe of Judah political party who won elections and ruled the whole country. Huh? What did he say? He said, remember David. God will remember you. God will remember you. Verse 2. How he swear. And what should God remember? Remember how he swear to God. That what? Surely I will not come into the tabernacle of my house. I will not go to my house. Or go up into my bed. These are beds that are higher. Some of you, your bed is too low. So when the mouse is coming, you are very near. I will not, I will not, go back to verse 3, come on, who is that? I will not come to the tabernacle of my house. I will not go to my house. Neither will I go up into my bed. Uh, There's a politician is speaking of. You got any politician like this today? I don't know any. Verse 4. I will not give sleep to my eyes, nor slumber to my eyelids. Huh? There's a politician speaking, though. Know. You see, you people, you, you, you see King David as a pastor. He was not a pastor. And you see him as somebody who was my, he was a polygamist. A polygamist king, head of state. There's nothing pastoral about him. Yes. He didn't have a church. Nothing. He says, I will not give sleep to my eyes, nor slumber to my eyelids. Verse 5. Until I find out a place for the Lord. Until I get a place for the Lord. A habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. Until I build a church, I don't see why I should go to my own house. No, I will never do that. I see no reason why I should be staying in my when I have not finished the church. I will not climb up into my bed. Verse 6. Lo, we heard of it. We found it in the fields of the wood. Verse 7. We will go into his tabernacles. We will worship at his We have decided that we will worship in the church. People come to the church and you see the church being built. If we had servants of God, they will say, oh, you know, this is your speaker. Let me pay for this. Let me pay for something. Let me, I mean, how can I? My father-in-law was a businessman. But you go to the church and you see things he has done for the church. Ah, I knew him as a church man. And, and when he died, the, the president of the Methodist church came to do officiate his funeral. Yeah. A church man. The organ was bought by him. This was bought by him. Pulpit was done by him. Yeah. He attended camps. 70 something years. Attended camp. I was preaching. Sit there. Attending camp. Listening to me preach at a camp. Throughout. And late. Yes. A grown up. Somebody. I mean. Look. It's not, it's, not, it's not only pastors who serve God. Some pastors don't even serve God. Decide as a young person. I know some people in, in the church who are, who are making shoes. When, I, when, they, when they make the shoe that fits, that's the shoe that I wear. Your shoes will be everywhere. Yes. Your shoes will be everywhere. 
people that are doing, people have started doing business. But start from now with that vision that I'm a servant of God. Not game, so not, not game the way these grown ups play games. They'll be laughing with you and say, Oh, no, Charlie, you don't want to come. And they have nothing to give. Everything you give is always with negotiating, talking, whatever, and it doesn't really work. Yes. Decide now. Just as David said, I will not go. Go back to verse 2. He swear. Remember how he swear and said, I will not go into the tabernacle of my own house. Second Samuel chapter 7 verse 1. And it came to pass when the king sat in his house and the Lord had given him rest. That means he had won elections. Second Samuel 7 verse 1. That the king said to Nathan the prophet, See, I am living in my house. But the ark of God stays in curtains. Nathan said to the king, Do all that is in thy heart. The Lord is with thee. Wow. What is the effect of King David's vision? First Chronicles 29 verse 26. Everybody turn your Bible. First Chronicles 29 26. It says, Thus David, the son of Jesse, reigned over all Israel. And the time that he reigned was 40 years. Seven years he reigned in Hebron. 30 and 3 years reigned he in Jerusalem. He died in a good old age, full of days, full of riches, full of honor. And Solomon, his son, reigned in his stead. Wow. What a blessing. You know, people criticize this man, Hufib Wain, for building that basilica. Because it's bigger and nicer than the one in Rome. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's nicer, but it's, it's fantastic. But it's, it's, it's beautiful. When we went there in Yamusukro, you can't believe the building. It's fantastic. And he said, God gave him peace. He reigned for I don't know how many, 30 years or 40 years, peacefully. And he died as a head of state. And he said he wanted to do something for God. Who had blessed him. And he built that basilica. Oh yes. I can show you the film. We were there. Yamusukro. Beautiful. Millions of people criticize. But here is an example of somebody who said, what God has done for me. And you see, what about Kwame Nkrumah? They came together. Kwame Nkrumah couldn't last for six years. Somebody woke up. Stop house. One, two, one, two. Out. And he couldn't even be alive. So he said, I want to... Go ahead, another back. Go ahead, another back. He said, I want to be... I want to show God my appreciation. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, God is looking for businessmen, students. That's why we work for God. People say, what church you go and come if you don't go to another church? There's no, we don't have any excuses for what we are doing here. If it's a problem, go to another. There are so many churches, we are not struggling. Medical students, you don't want to, you don't want to come to church, don't come. Don't come. Go find another place to go to church. What's the struggle? 
What met is medical school? I was in that school when there were only 50 people in the whole country and there was only one, 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 one school. And I was the fifth person in the country to be chosen to go to the school. Because we went according to first 10. First 10 automatic. You don't need an interview. And I was in that first 10 in the whole country. What is the school? People do what they want. Miss Ghana, Miss Malika. I see medical students standing for all the going to dress all over the places. That's why it's not a problem. Coming to church, say, look, if it is a problem for you to serve God, you just go to another church and do what you... Don't come and start giving cock and bull stories about why you can't come to church. Stupid. If it's you, just keep smiling and look straight. Nobody will know that I'm talking, I'm talking to you. Just look straight. Smile and look straight, straight, straight ahead. Nobody knows that you are the one I'm talking about. So what church is it that this and this and another? Come on! You want to go to another there's church here? There's one here, I can see. A church here, a church here, all over. Just go there. What's the big, what's the big problem? Is it by force? Somebody came to Blast House where he saw all the people there. He asked how much did we pay the people to come? He said, it's not political rally where you put 50 CDs inside t-shirts and give people... The people are coming because they want to come. They want to serve God. Hey, why? Tell your neighbor, if it is because of you the man is talking, you are warned, eh? Because be converted or you sack you from the church. Wow. Shall I look at a king oh? Look at his visions. I want to build a church. Have you heard of a president who wants to build a church? No, in, in Cote d'Ivoire, Yamusukro. He built it. And heads of state built mosques. But you see presidents who claim they are Christian building churches or making church work in a special way. Not easy. All over the world, you see people call themselves Christians. Yes. Do they, do they, uh, you, can you say they are servants of when we go I've met a servant of God. You say that I've met a servant of this party. I've met a servant of that party. I'm not saying they don't respect that they, they, they call pastors, we go, we pray and all that. But I'm talking about you yourself, when you look, you say, this is a servant of God. Not, not much. Business. Businessmen. I don't mean even giving, even the attitude that is like, I am a servant of God. You are not a pastor, you are not even a pastor. The attitude is that, Chale, we are, I mean, we work, we work for God. What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? God is my business. My business will be nothing if God doesn't help me. What can I do for God? I like this king. He sat in his house when he won election and said, How can I be in a, a palace? And then all these churches are not having whatever. I want to roof this church and this church and this church and this church. Yes. So I'm saying to all of you, whatever, your school, as you are in the school, decide I'm going to be in the school and I'm going to serve, I'll finish. Somebody said we are, we are against education. We are not against education. I said, when I see a nurse, especially male nurses, I send them to medical school straight. I said, no, it cannot be a, a boy who is a nurse. It, will not, it cannot work here. And I pay their fees. I pay their fees. I said, go to school properly. Finish. 
Some of you, the first degree is not good enough. You need to continue. Because it's a, be a scene drumming or be a scene in dancing. Something silly, you know. It's not silly, but like it's not enough. If you did be a scene dancing, do the masters in drumming. So that we know that it's masters and uh, dancing and, and drumming. The vision of Daniel. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. You know the story of Daniel? When Daniel went, he was arrested with his uh, guys. And they were all, in, uh, they were all slaves. They, 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 they cut off their testes. Yeah, Daniel's, Daniel had no testes. They were all eunuchs. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were all eunuchs. Yes! <laughs> with all due respect. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. And Daniel purpose in his heart. This was his, his, his mind. As a, a eunuch. It's like his business was to be a eunuch and an advisor. But this was his vision. Daniel purpose in his heart that he would not defile himself with a king's spot. Like he would not go into impurities and do bad things. So he requested from the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor. Hallelujah. And look at verse 19. So when they finished going through that special diet, the Bible says, and the king communed with them. Among them was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. No, there will be nobody like you in your, in your field. There will be nobody like you in your field. Uh, whatever field, your, your school, you will be the first in your class. You, you will get the second upper in the first class. You will be the first. If you are a doctor, you will be the top. You will be the best. I tell you. Meanwhile, you will be called a servant of God. Yeah. I like people to declare themselves as servants of God. Recently, one medical student went to speak to a uh, one of the lecturers, and the lecturer, the lecturer introduced himself. The lecturer said, "I am a pastor, a, 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 a lecturer of one of the medical courses. I am a pastor of Redeemed Church. Yes, I am a pastor of Redeemed Church. Yes, introduce himself. And I know your bishop, and I know his books. Read it. Yes." Introduce himself. I'm not, I'm not ashamed. Whilst you meet others antagonistic. These people, they say they are praying. They say they are praying always. They are doing this. They are doing whatever. You see, there are people who identify themselves. I am a servant of God. In this position, this department in the medical school, I am. I am a, a pastor of Redeemed Church. A Redeemed Church. That will be your story too. Uh, that will be your story. Yes. That would be your story. Things are changing in your life. Things are changing. Amen. But what happened to Daniel? They were far better. They were far better. They found them ten times better. Matthew 6. Matthew 6 is the vision. Verse 27. 
Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? In other words, who can make himself greater? And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So it is your faith. You must believe that as you serve God, through your faith in him, God will bless whatever you do. You must believe that it is the blessing of the Lord that makes a person rich. Therefore, take no thought. Is Jesus telling you to be irresponsible? You see, is it? Ah, now I've got you. I've got you now. When you thought you were criticizing me, you were criticizing Jesus. You are telling us that we shouldn't think about our course. We shouldn't think about our schoolwork. He said, take no thought what we shall eat, what we shall drink. You were criticizing me. You didn't know you were criticizing Jesus. Keep criticizing me. You'll find Jesus knocking on your door, giving you some dirty slaps. You'll be surprised. You think Jesus cannot slap? He went to whip the people in the temple there. He is very good at whipping. Jesus is good at whipping. Verse 32. For after all these things to the Gentiles seek. Are you a Gentile? Are you a Gentile? I'm asking whether you are... This section. This is the Gentile section here. Are these the Gentile departments? When I say are you a Gentile, you will not mind me. It says this is what Gentiles do. Your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Verse 33 is the master verse for a vision. A master verse for your vision. As a student, as a businessman, as a politician, as a king, as a pastor, whatever. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now this is how you, 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 you do it. It is, it is which one comes first. That's what shows what, what you are doing. You see the thing is that. There are many businessmen in church who give. But do they give first? Yes. There are many heads of state who are nice to the church. But are they nice to the church first? What comes first is what shows really what you are, what you are, what you are seeking and what you are serving. When David was established on the throne, his first thing was telling, look, there's no house, no church building. I want to organize. I can't sleep. That was the first thing he thought about. Seek ye first the kingdom of God as a businessman. First. Before I think of whatever, let me see what I have to do for the kingdom. It doesn't mean come and give your capital or give your profit or give your whatever. You see, don't, you don't keep on insulting me. You see Jesus' face just now in your room. Keep on insulting me. You see Jesus will appear to you. Take no thought. What you shall eat, what you shall drink. Is Jesus telling you to be irresponsible? Yeah, medical student, I say, Sunday we are serving the Lord. Is it too much? Can you learn every day? And do you learn every day? When you are in a room, are you learning? Are you learning? Is it learning you are doing in your room? Tell the truth whether you are learning every day. Don't bring yourself this afternoon before something happens to you. You are watching TV, you are watching what? The one that they speak to. Uh, the... the Kumbaya, what is it called? A Spanish man speaking tree. You are clapping. Have the right vision for your life. 
And you see that even in that job, as you are an employee at Ministry of Finance, you will be picked out. Because, look, I tell you, promotion, you see, somebody will just look at you and say, the chemistry is not good. Move this guy from there. I don't like, when I see his face, I don't. Even me, in my small world, there are people, when I see their face, I don't feel so happy. I've, I've moved people before. So I, I don't want this, this person to be there. Yes. Repositioning of faces. In my small world, I've done it. This person should move from there. Let this one rather be here. No, no, no. Even who sits behind me, I, I, I position it. Say, no, 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 you sit this one. No, move. Don't sit behind. Directly behind me, no. Second Chronicles 26. I'm preaching till I finish. Then all the people took Uzziah, Uzziah, who was only 16 years old, and made him the king in the room of his father. Okay? He was made the king in the room of his father. He built Eloth and restored it to Judah. Amen? Amen? And after that, the king slept with his fathers. The next verse. Sixteen years was Uzziah when he began to reign. Remember, Isaiah said, the day that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. That's him. Sixteen years old was Uzziah when he began to reign. And he reigned fifty and two years. Fifty-two years as a head of state. You will be there for a long time in Jesus' name. Whatever has targeted you to remove you from your divinely ordained place is declared a failure in the name of Jesus. Whatever decision has been taken about you to remove you from the place God has ordained for you, I cancel that decision today in Jesus' name. Anyone who has targeted you, I block that attack by the name of Jesus Christ. 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign. And he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jecolia of Jerusalem. Verse 4. He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Huh? According to all that his father Amaziah did. Verse 6. And of verse 5. And he sought God in the days. He did what? He sought, he sought what? He sought political power. He sought to kill his enemies. He sought money. He sought riches. No, he sought God in the days of Zechariah, the prophet, who had understanding in the visions of God. That's the Zechariah who said, O Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power. That's him. And he said, he who had understanding in the vision. The one who had the vision of the oil. You know, a lot of it. Zechariah is just full of visions. If you like visions, read Zechariah. Alright? 
Now look at the last statement, which you have to underline and scratch until it even goes out of Bible. It says, as long as he sought the Lord. As long as he sought the Lord. God made him to prosper. As long as he sought the Lord. As long as he sought the Lord. As long as he sought the Lord. God made him to prosper. Is it not to prosper that you are ultimately looking at? Prosper means to do well. It doesn't mean when you don't think of a bad thing. It's a good thing to prosper. And what what made him prosper? He says, as long as he sought the Lord. It's not that as long as he sought prosperity. As long as he sought God. God made him to prosper. Clap for, clap for the Bible, maybe. Clap for the Bible. Yeah. That is it. As long as he sought the Lord. I want to spend my life seeking the Lord. Whatever work I'm doing, I want to spend my life looking for God. Searching for God. Trying to be closer to God. Whatever work you are doing. Whatever you are doing as a student. Seek the Lord. I used to seek the Lord when I was in school. Praying in the gardens. Praying anywhere. And to anywhere I could get to pray. I would pray seeking the Lord. Oh. And as long as I saw the Lord. He made me to prosper. Oh yes. He made me to prosper. He made me to prosper. I decided I would serve the Lord. And he made me to prosper. I didn't even know there were prizes. <laughs> I didn't even know there were prizes. If I usually call myself somebody who never got a prize. <laughs> I didn't even know there were prizes. But I, I, I won prize with thousands of pounds in this Lagos school here. Yeah. They, they wrote the check for me. They wrote the check. Thousands of pounds. Pounds. What are you talking about? As long as he sought the Lord. I have no idea that it even existed. I was walking down my, I was walking down the hostel R104, and I was coming down R block, and then somebody came out and said, "Here, you have a letter from the administration." So what letter is it? Said, "You read it." When I opened, said, two best students in whatever you have been chosen, you've won a Vaco prize." So what is Vaco prize? Go and find out. When I went to find out, they said, bring all your bills, all your expenses to go abroad, to do this, to do this, to do this, to do this. I said, me? They said, yes, you. Yeah. Now I have no vision to be good in school. <laughs> As long, you see, what I was seeking was not the school. It's the Lord I was seeking. But I was in the school. I don't believe it. I've never failed before. Oh, no, referred, no. If you have been referred, don't, don't say it's from me because how I, I don't, I, I'm not referred. I've never been referred. Never failed before. Even exam that was impromptu. We once came to the class, they just said, today is an exam. Everybody almost collapsed. Said, but I passed. I, I was one of the people who passed. I love it. Tell somebody, I love it. As long as he sought then what happened? God made him to prosper. God. When I was a student, 
I prospered so much through these prizes and whatever that I bought a car. Yes. I prospered. God made me to prosper. Then I started doing a business. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. As I'm in my room, my car is working for me. I, I will even forget that I have a car because my mind was not on it. I just, then from time to time, then I just reap. You'll be reaping too. You'll be reaping what you cannot imagine you reap. And right now, right now, look at me, I'm pastoring young children. You ask, so what am I going to get? Those who have money are not in the church. What do you have? Tosin, what do you have? You have nothing. You are sitting here just naked, bare. Ask your neighbor, do you have anything? I told you, you don't have anything. You see, oh, again, you see, we are not looking for money, oh. No, 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 no. So, don't be surprised if I prosper as I'm seeking the Lord. Yes. As long as he saw. This is our memory verse for today. Second Chronicles 26, verse 5. Everybody, circulate this verse in your, in your, in your life. Or circle it, I say circulate. Circle it and circulate it also. Circulate it, I tell you. We are taking this verse home today. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. That will be your testimony too. One day you'll be standing and saying, you know, as long as I was seeking the Lord, I was prospering. You will not struggle for beloved. More than 14 people will be proposing to you. Like some of the people who propose to you, you won't even, you just laugh. I mean, when they propose, you just smile. So, oh, how? I mean. But God will bring the people, God will make you nice. When somebody sees you, say, this is the only person I know. One day I saw a lady in a wheelchair. She was paralyzed from her neck. Beautiful girl, she dived into a pool and she hit her head on the floor. That's why you must learn how to swim and also be careful. How many are into swimming? You will be a good swimmer. You will be a good swimmer. She was paralyzed, a beautiful girl. And her life seemed to be over. But one day, a Chinese man came. And he said he wants to marry her. Yeah. Everybody was shocked. That, oh, how? She can't even lift her, her hand. Even her hand could not move. He said, I want to. This is what I want. But there are people moving. So I don't want the moving ones. Those of you who think you are not nice, I prophesy and predict... As you seek the Lord, eh, God is going to make you to prosper in every area of your life. And one day, he actually married her. And I watched him one day giving a testimony. He said, when we got married, we went for the honeymoon. He said, it was a little strange. Because normally you would have expected... Whatever, 
wife action and reaction. But he said, I had to lift my bride out of the... He said, that's what I want. He lifted his bride out. Because this lady was serving the Lord even in her state. Yes. He lifted her out and takes her to the bed. Does everything. Does everything for her. Has to bath her, do everything. So those of you who feel that, well, let me do my new hair. Hey, let me do my new face. It's, it's not by face power. It's not by hair power. It's not by eye power. It's by the mercies and the grace of God. And then, amazing of amazing, she became pregnant. And she gave birth to a bouncing baby. So when I was watching the interview, she had already had a child. And he was explaining how their marriage was. Look at you. In front of the mirror. You are going to scrape out your eye. Hey! Adjusting every part of your body. Feeling hot in the church. Because you are wearing things like an Eskimo. More things. As if you are wearing bandages as you have come to church. And still no beloved is coming. But today marks the end of your struggling. How many are going to seek the Lord? As long as he sought the Lord. God made him to prosper. I send you forth from this place. The, 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 the grace that is on my, li- on my life. That made me to experience Matthew 6.33. In a practical way. Is transferred to you today in the name of Jesus. In whatever you are doing, that grace is upon your life from today. You are declared victorious over your enemies. You are declared stable on the throne that God has placed you. You are declared a blessed child as you follow and seek after the Lord with the best vision of your life. Whatever brings you down is stopped from today because you are seeking the Lord. Receive divine promotion, divine acceleration, divine elevation, divine stability, divine blessings in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever made you cry last week, whatever made you cry just last week, I declare that trouble is over, declared over in Jesus' name. Whatever made you sad two weeks ago, I declare it is over in Jesus' name. You are now called blessed. Blessed. I call you blessed. God calls you blessed. Because your vision, your heart is now right before God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lift your hand and thank God for his blessing over your life today. Father, we give you praise. We give you thanks. In the mighty name of Jesus.
Father, we thank you for the blessing that you have given to us today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Put your hand on your heart. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for whatever sickness there is in our midst. Whatever curse. Whatever is following our personality. What is following our life. Yea. By the word of God. By the spirit of God. Let the healing of the Lord be upon everyone here today. In the name of Jesus Christ I pray. May you always be called a blessed child. May you be healed of any curse. Any sickness. Any plague. Whatever shortens life. Is shortened in your life today in Jesus name. Father thank you for healing. Bless whoever is traveling this week. You are declared blessed and safe. By land, by sea, and by air. You are covered. You are helped. By the angel of the Lord. In Jesus name I pray. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed. Before we take our seats. If you are here today, you don't know Jesus as your savior. You want to say, pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. You want me to pray with you. If you are here like that, wherever you are, pastor, pray with me. I want Jesus Christ to come into my life today. Maybe somebody invited you, but you know you are a bad boy, a bad girl. Or you know maybe you don't a bad boy, but you haven't given your life to Jesus. And today you want your sins to be washed away. If you are here like that, just let your hand be up right now. I see your hand already. So many hands. Lift it up quickly, quickly. Your hand must be up. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I want to pray with you. It's a blessing. If you've lifted your hand, come. With your hand up, just come. Bring your bag and your Bible, whatever you have. Come on to Jesus. Come quickly. Come quickly. Give him your Oh, come from wherever you are. I want to give my life to God. Come and stand here. Your life is changing. Your life is changing. God is giving you a new vision for your life. Let him have his way. Come on, my friend. Come on, quickly. Jesus. Jesus. Give him your life today. Give him your life today. Come on to Jesus. Now, before I pray for these people, if you are here and you are a Christian, but not a serious Christian, but you want to be a serious Christian, lift your hand quickly. Lift your hand. I'm a Christian, but no, I'm a serious Christian. Lift your hand and come to me in the front. I'm giving you one second to be here. Come, quickly. Come. I'm a Christian, but not serious. But I want to be serious from today. As I come to church, I want to take God seriously. Come on. Quickly. Let him have his way. Let him have his way. I'm a Christian, but I'm not a serious Christian. But I want to be serious. Come on to of you here and say this prayer. Close your eyes. Don't think of anybody or anything. Say Jesus please come into my heart. Forgive me 
for my sins. I'm sorry for what I've done. Everyone join in. Say, Jesus, forgive me. Cleanse me. Wash me. I give you my heart. I give you my heart. I'm sorry for my bad ways. For my bad ways. My sins. Have mercy on me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Change me. Change me. Forgive me. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. Today, I receive Jesus as my Savior and my Master. Thank you, Lord. Say thank you, Lord, for saving me today. I love you. I love you, Jesus. I'll save you from today. Now lift your right hand. Say, Satan. Satan. Listen carefully. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Satan. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. From today, me and you is finished. Me and you is over. It's finished. Satan. I have nothing to do with you. Again, I belong to Jesus. Lift your two hands. Say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Don't, no, don't go back to your seat. I'm giving you this book. This book is my special gift for you this morning. It's called How to Pray. Do you want to know how to pray? Yes. So I wrote a book. This costs 40 CDs. But I'm giving it to you as a gift. That's a blessing. If I had a chance, I would sign your book. But because of time. So take this book. It's a blessing to you. And I want you to read it. Amen. When you go home and they ask you what you got, you show them, I got something. Some people think that you are, you are coming to give something. But we are rather giving you something. Is it not true? Yes. It's a blessing. Quickly, all over this way. And I have another book, I think. It says, How to be born again and avoid hell. Hey! This is another one. So you either got how to pray or this one. Okay? Is it a blessing? Both are important. Do you have one of the books? You didn't have one. Which one do you want? This one. Yes. Avoid hell. Who wants avoid hell, but you got how to pray? This one wants avoiding hell, please. Avoid hell. More people want avoid hell than how to pray. They want to avoid hell than to know how to pray. <laughs> okay, after, when we close, I want all of you to come, please, arrange chairs next week, over here, everywhere, alright? So, there, where there's no chairs, next week there'll be chairs there, but chairs there and come, come there as soon as we close, come there we are also going to give you something else something else, something wonderful is it a blessing you are a changed man do you see the guy who came to testify look, he said, look last week he was telling me, he said, I used to deceive people collecting dollars writing to men, the man is wrapping me, he thinks I'm a girl God has saved him just like how you came forward, he came forward. And even though he struggled today, he's now an elder 
in the church. Is it not a blessing? That is going to be your story. So next week, Sunday, we are here again. Hey, don't let Satan, it will either be a dragon that will be in the room with you say you are not going anywhere. How many are going to follow a dragon? Have you heard that verse? The dragon is my shepherd. Will you follow the dragon? No, the Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. And I'm going to follow the Lord Jesus. Amen. So when we close, all of you come to the side here. If you are holding the book. And we, we have just to last only five minutes. And then you'll be on your way. Okay? God bless you. You may go back to your seat. Clap for these wonderful children. And it's time for us to have communion. One book. Right there you are. You may be seated for a moment. Please take this money from here. I don't, I don't like the money from here. We are going to have communion very quickly. Amen. Why do we have communion? To receive the body of the brother. How many, how many want to receive the body of Christ? Uh, to replace your heart. And uh, sometimes your mind is not working well. How many have done exam? You had only 46%. You need a brain transplant. Four more percent you would have passed. Huh? Four more percent you would have passed. So we are receiving the body of Jesus. And then we are receiving his blood. What is in the blood? The blood is stronger than blue omo. Do you see how blue omo washed away your dirty things in your dirt in your clothes? Especially when it's white. That is how the blood of Jesus. When you sin and you are jealous, you get green spots. When you commit fornication or lust, you get red pink spots. When you tell a lie, you get black spots. Huh? When you watch pornography, you get red-pink spots. So some of us are so spotted. You are more than a leopard. So when you receive the blood, Jesus said, or the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no way, no remission of sins. That's why we need the blood of Jesus. So Jesus said, my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink. In other words, it's both meat and a drink. And we are receiving. Now when we receive his body, Jesus, the Bible says, he, whoso eats my flesh and drinks my blood has life. So you are getting life into your life. And which life are you getting? The li- because you are alive. You are getting the life of Jesus. Whatever cannot be in Jesus' life, after you take the communion, it cannot be found in your life. Because you are receiving Jesus' life. Can you imagine Jesus on admission? At the hospital? On a trip? He said, well, I'm Jesus the Son of God. I'm on admission. If it cannot happen to Jesus, it cannot happen to you. You will never be on admission in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet.
Let's all sing our song together. This is our communion song. Just be God in the spirit, be our young and will live forever. Sons of God, hear his holy word, gather around the table of the Lord, eat his body. your bread up. Father, we thank you. We declare this to be the body of Jesus Christ. We thank you that as we take in this body, we are receiving the body of Jesus Christ. By faith, this body goes to blend and merge with our body, replacing negative parts and all sicknesses within our body are cured. By receiving the body of Jesus Christ today. Let it be that there will be manifestations of healing, health, longevity, and blessings on everyone as we receive. Even as Elijah walked for 40 days and nights in the strength of that meat. May we go out of this place in the strength of this meat today supernaturally. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The body of Jesus Christ. And now the blood. God told Moses, paint the lintels of your house. Tomorrow, an angel which kills is coming. But he said, when I see the blood, I will excuse myself from your house. And your house will be exempted. As you receive this blood, may you be exempted from punishment. May you be exempted from judgment. May you be exempted from what you deserve. And what I deserve. May mercy find you. May you escape all traps. Sudden attacks. Unexpected events. And ambushes of your life. In the name of Jesus. When I see the blood I will pass over. The evil that is determined against you. Passes over you. 
by the blood of the Lamb which you receive today. May your sins be washed away. May you be forgiven. May you escape hell through this blood. The blood of Jesus. On a hill far away Stood an old rugged cross The emblem of suffering and shame And I love that old cross Where the dearest and best For a world of lost Everybody, so I cherish the old Father, thank you for the great blessing that has entered into our lives. When we go back home, our lives will not be the same. We have received your word. We have received your flesh. We have received your blood. We are healed. We are blessed. A light has come into our lives. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. See tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to you. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to you. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note. It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event. Tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC.